This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. Cross Politic begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Oh, but that's, I didn't start I, it. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hey, y'all! Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. We got—we're uh, coming off a live show on Monday night, and so I think we got kind of an interesting show ahead of you. We also have Indy Wilson in the studio. Hey, I think you can wave to the camera too. Hey, you what's can actually up? do that. Yeah. Up? So, we can do now. that now. Hey, before we move on, I just want to know who's your favorite black host on Cross Politic. <laughs> Bodie Bauckham. Oh! <laughs> you know, my old high, move on my old high school saying. nickname was Big Worm, so it could be maybe me back in the day. Mm. No, no, no. You identify as, uh, as so a I black co-host <laughs> cross politics. As, as, as a black Nate. host on cross Thanks. politics. So so you are, David. You are. <laughs> you know what? What made you feel like that? <laughs> the spirit. Mm. Let it work on you, brother. Let it work on you. Well, when he had to choose between Gabe and you... <laughs> Congratulations, you win. I like winning like that. That's hilarious. Um, so if uh, you guys have been following a little bit of the saga, on Monday night we had the Idaho um, Republican candidates for lieutenant governor on the show live at, live at New Three Art. of them. Three of them. Three out of five. And uh, we had them live at the New Art. And uh, part of that discussion, we went from education, Second Amendment, taxes to health care well we barely hit and, second amendment, i know barely but it, we, it, we, we touched on, we touched yeah. on. we went from we said <laughs> yeah. hey second amendment bye-bye and mm. then and then we touched on and then we got into health care and abortion yeah. and as part of that discussion we asked them you know is is abortion murder and then we asked them what should the prosecution look like given should, should it be criminalized should it be criminalized and and then and is there a possibility where abortion should um for uh abortion for uh, uh the pregnant moms uh, result in murder for them, depending on biblical case law, justice, two right. or three witnesses, all the qualifications that come from scriptures. How we deal with every other form of murder. That, right? that, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Would you criminalize it? Which Idaho incidentally already has the case law to handle right. that, that situation. Would you criminalize it? So the, that, the discussion turned there and it went from Janice McGeehan to Steve Yates and then to Bob Nanoni. And Janice McGeehan said... Oh, I got it right here you for got, you. You got it right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here Bring we it go. Up. Some coffee. No. I wouldn't know. I, I can't support a woman facing the death penalty. I just can't do that. In any case? If, if she... If my wife killed me, you said, don't worry, honey, it was well, okay. no, no. He <laughs> no. deserved it. No, we're talking specifically about a woman having an abortion. I cannot... I, no, I can't support a woman facing a death penalty for that. At what age is it okay for her... Um, to to kill her child. So let's say it's, it's never okay. Oh, so so but, three, four, okay. five. Now it's like okay. Now you get the death penalty. Perfect Six question. years old. There's mothers that are out there that have killed their baby or five babies, and have they been? Are they on? Have they been killed? No, they keep, they keep getting into the the system forever, and the taxpayer has to pay for it, or they let go, get let go. She lost. She lost me on that one. That's that's a little thing that. Is and that was an intelligent move. It's just called sidestep. Sidestep. <laughs> you know what I thought about afterwards? I was thinking about, and we didn't talk about this. I feel like we really should have. Is we were focusing on the mother getting the penalty for uh, death penalty for an abortion, but there's also the father that we should have thought yeah. about. And I, and I hate that we didn't think about that at the moment, but yeah, absolutely, I, he's a part of the, the conversation. After the show, I talked to um, actually McGeehan's mom. I like her, by the and, way. And she came up and asked me that question. She said, what about the dad? And I said, one of the, one of the worst, one of the greatest evils that Roe versus Wade did was actually cut the father out of the equation. Right. Absolutely. So the decision, Roe versus Wade said, of course, they're lying. Of course, they're, 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 they're making something, it's not true. They can't make it the case. But they yeah. said... That for purposes of decisions regarding abortion, the decision is between the mother and the doctor. 
Right. Yeah. And and that the father has nothing. No authority. No, in the issue. no, no, no authority. But by um, by doing so, they also took away his responsibility. Yeah, that's they, right. They took away, away his liability mm-hmm. yeah. for what what happened. Well, and, a, and a boyfriend and a boyfriend that coerces his girlfriend into an abortion, or even coerces. Coerces. That's what I said. I said coerces. <laughs> Something like they, that. Do you hear the words coming out of oh. my mouth? <laughs> I would love some coffee. Some coffee. I whispered. I whispered that. So also, oh, that's a, that's a good example of a of a man who should be on trial. For, Absolutely. for he, yeah. he, See, he just, just to jump in here. Yeah. I think. Uh, Ask me who my favorite um, author I th- is. I think. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go <laughs> there. Now. The, uh, I was going to say your dad. But, pushing but. on, like pushing here. This is why I think this is a losing fight to push, to push here and on this issue. Mm. Uh, is because just like you see with the anti-gun people right now. Yeah. They're all rallying. They're doing their big marches. It's a, a lot of it's AstroTurf, not grassroots, but they're, they're doing their thing. And they're saying, we want no bump stocks. We want no high-capacity magazines. But as soon as you get in there, the, what the Second Amendment gun NRA pro guys do is they get a microphone in their mouth and they get them to condemn the Second Amendment. They want them to be as extreme as possible because the more extreme we can make them look, right. the safer we are keeping our guns. Right. The more you can get them to go to Stupidville and say, we're going to throw away a part of the Constitution the more everybody writes them off, it's like, yeah, whatever, and bump stocks stick around and AR-15 stick around right. and, everything, and everything's safe. Yeah. The same play happens the other direction where I would just love to defund Planned Parenthood. You know, Planned Parenthood. Can we start with that? Like, yeah. Can we defund Planned Parenthood? Yeah. Yes, I want to see abortion criminalized. Yeah. Yes, I want to see human abortion ended forever. Yes, I want to see all this done. And what they're going to do is they want to find every candidate that they can do the exact same thing to and say, hey, do you want to say something that will give me a ton of sympathy? Yeah. And they show the microphone in their face and say, Hey, can you imagine a world in which we execute an 18 year old girl, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. abortion? Right. As soon as you say yes to that, they will never address anything else you say. And they will just beat you with that. And I think mm-hmm. not to go on for too long, but in storytelling, when you want to lead imaginations, mm-hmm. when you want to lead imaginations to a place, you can't have too many what ifs you really can get away with about one big what if. And it's as soon as you add a second and a third what if. You start to lose your audience. You lose the audience. You seem outrageous. Nobody can follow what you're saying. And I think saying, talking about executing women who have had abortions is kind of like saying, what do we do about adultery on Mars once we've established Christendom there? Yeah. Like, (laughs) what if we moved to Mars? What if the gospel goes there? What if it's a perfectly Christian state? What if case law is ideal? What if it's theonomic? Mm -hmm. What do we do about the adulteress then? Yeah. And it's like, and you get too far. So, like, right. And then everybody's like, let me let me push back. Let me push back just a little bit. I I mean, I'm I'm with you. Um, in most of the way. Um, my my question is is when it comes to the fact that we we live in. So this is not a what if, but we live in a day and age where we have mothers boasting. On Facebook, I'm I'm getting my fourth abortion. Sure, I can't wait till I get my I get pregnant again, so I can have a fifth one, sure. so I can kill another baby. Right. Yeah. So the the part that's not even a what if. Like no, that, I, that, I, um, yeah. that's reality. And so the question of making the the pro life guy look insane and stupid is all um it's all um pre- uh, premeditated. Is not the right word. It's it's it's, it's a liberal play. It's, it's based on the assumption though that you have. An innocent, scared little eighteen-year-old girl who doesn't Absolutely. know, you know, with big eyes and doesn't know what's going on. Which is on. what they will turn every hypothetical. You're talking right. about, as soon as you're in hypotheticals, right? As soon as you go into hypothetical land, they will recast that character as the most sympathetic hypothetical character could sure. possibly be. Yeah. Sure. But given what you guys are saying, though, about case law and criminalization and you know everything else, you have to be willing to go all the way into that world. Right. So if a ten, if a level ten, is a woman being charged and and potentially executed for an abortion because she bragged too much on Facebook. What's level one look like? Right. Do you charge uh, Do you charge the woman who attempts a VBAC, a high risk VBAC with a midwife and her baby dies? Do you charge her for reckless endangerment? But I, I guess do you, like when all this when all the stats were there and she she took a gamble. Do you charge the husband who did it for you know financial reasons? Yeah rolled the dice on a baby's life and it's like they weren't trying to kill the baby yeah but it happened do you charge the woman who gives the baby fetal alcohol syndrome do you charge the woman who did meth while she was pregnant yes and it's like and if but if you 
you've, you have to be ready to go the whole yeah, of way. Course. Of which, course. Which but, I'm not. But our, but our, yeah. our case law already has in place, for example, it, it's one of the insanities of our current system is that you, you know that if somebody murders a pregnant woman, oh, yeah. they can be charged with double homicide. No, there's no question that we are living in radically inconsistent yeah. a world. But I'm just saying there are... Um, actually, there's actually a case law already in Absolutely. place for a lot of these things, and and the and so as soon as you you recrecriminalize it, um, I'm not saying it's all perfect. I mean, we're right. it's, we're it's incoherent. Well, and even murder places. now is not perfect. But, when no, we have it, so. but but sure. it, we walk through a due process. Um, but what I'm saying is, okay, you're talking how, narrative though. But how, yeah, but also, how many what ifs do you have to string together? What if we decriminalize Just it? One. No. What what if we <laughs> what if we criminalize it? Yeah. And it's not decriminalized, and everybody believes in that law to the point where they're willing to enforce it in any way. Yeah, and like you start to string it all together. What if the state of Idaho was fully repentant? And what if I read your blog post that's going up? So don't have to leak things. Go ahead. What we, if we leak stuff here? What What if everybody was fully educated? And what if you know it's like we re- removed the lie? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if we did all those things? What if, what if every single woman was convinced that her baby was alive and human and, and forgot the lies of the past and all the propaganda of the past? What if, and then we have two or three witnesses and we can prove premeditation. What if that, and what if, like, then can we get to that gold star? I don't even know why you want to rhetorically. I don't even know why you, like, winning that argument, I don't see even what it does. What if we can prove he's a human being? Then that means... You know, why, why not just say, right. no, no, we don't sell people. No, that'd Selling be great. people is wrong. Yeah. Right, right. And the people who sell people deserve to be punished for that. Right. So in the same way, if you had somebody who's running for a particular office and they say, hey, you know, um, if you can't get, to me, it's just such a simple thing. Like, we're not, this is not a hard thing. We used to be trying to get people to understand, hey, what if it's a human being, then is it okay to kill it? What if it maybe right. was life? When does it exactly start? What if it started and you didn't know and you accidentally killed it? And it's like, whoa, wait, wait, we're not working with those type of people. Sure. <laughs> right? so, but we're if not you, working with what if people. Well, as soon as we we're, jump, working with, we're working with a different set of people. So, I, so let's, but let's jump, jump because it always helps every discussion to jump yeah. into Nazi Germany. Um, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go to Hitler. Let's, we, we, I was going to slavery, actually. So, so. Yeah, but let's, yeah. if we go to Nazi Germany, yeah. how many of those Germans deserved execution? Yeah, I, the ones who were complicit, the ones who yeah. said nothing, who didn't help their Jewish neighbor, the ones who tattled on their Jewish neighbor. How many French people who turned over the Jews to the Germans and put them on the trains? How many mm-hmm. Dutch people? How many Austrians? Yeah, how many? I have no problem saying that the, the ones the, who were guilty deserve to be sure, tried and punished. But the point is, there's a there's a when you have massive cultural sin, what's required is natural massive cultural repentance and absolutely and i think yes. from positions like you guys that you guys have in the, in the platform you're building it's far more important to be saying you all deserve to die yeah. you all deserve an execution and there has been one yeah, yeah. christ and, and has died we have no yeah. problem and, that's what we and that say. is yeah i know i yeah. know you guys go to the gospel but the, the answer is when you say if somebody tries to get me with a little gotcha question of like do you think homosexuals deserve to die yeah. Like, of course. And so do I. And more important than that, there was an execution. Yeah. Yeah. And more important than that, every woman who yeah. has an abortion will die. But Nate, the problem is, is that most Christians won't even say that. Sure. I know. I know that. That's the part of the problem. The argument isn't so much. But really there's been an execution. Part of it. Part of it is, though, is that we want to get Christians to thinking. How sure. are we supposed to? Most Christians don't even think Listen to Janice when she was talking about it. She, I mean, she said herself. I should play the audio. I Maybe feel. We'll, yeah, I would never do this. Sure, I, yeah, I, I would never do this. And it didn't matter what, it, how many what ifs you ran down for her mur- in murder. Scripture, did not though, deserve and so, I'm, sort of I, like you guys and I, like we all have the exact same goal, like the total end of yeah. human abortion, hundred yeah. percent extermination yeah. of sure. human abortion. But uh, in Scripture and throughout Scripture, God is far more concerned with the guilty walking free. Mm-hmm. He is far more concerned with that yeah. than he is about. Yeah. Uh, right. We've been so, we've been so given the, the ministry of reconciliation. Right. That, the, the entire so the entire goal of bringing up death penalty at all, or at least at least to right. be the, the the front and center goal is to talk about the death penalty that was carried out on Jesus. Right. Absolutely. So, but but one of the ways that we're giving away the 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 game is by we can't even get there. 
Sure, and, but but I agree with. I think it, you have too many hurdles to get there. Well, yeah. but I, but Toby brought this up on Monday night. Um, one of the reasons why I think it's profitable to talk about the death penalty in this discussion is because we're actually talking about the value of human life. Sure, and all that because. But you know, nobody's going to pay attention to that, and they're going to say, "Man, you guys are such patriarchal bastards," and you didn't <laughs> yeah. even mention the father. You yeah. forgot about that till afterward. Yeah, and and, and granted, Bob Nonini's in crossfires, not us right now. Like no one. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. And yeah, because you, you, know. you guys, you know, you also aren't trying to like placate a bunch of people into voting for you for something. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, right. right. And you don't have to. Just but to it's, share the show, which you should be doing right now. Share, right. Just hit, hit, hit the share the show. Button. So as far as far as it goes, is it's a hundred percent. I think a tactical, uh, a tactical discussion. And what does winning look like? Yeah. Winning looks like uh, the end of human abortion, but that's not even winning. Winning looks like complete repentance and reformation absolutely and so, that's winning winning is repentance winning is revival so let me ask the question this way if, yeah you know if you were a governor for a day how would you handle the issue as a christian governor let's say tomorrow like right so now, immediately if i was governor for a day the first yeah. thing i would do is seize all federal land and give it back to the nez purse and then say what you're going to take it back from the indians again white people <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get 40 acres and a mule too? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I go with 41 and no mule. Uh, I don't have a mule. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But see, but the, you see David smile and like brighten up real quick. The, the, point is, like, the point is like I want to divide and conquer. I want to leverage people into places where they they can't quite fight right. Where it it's like if, really I owned, like if I owned That's a movie good. studio. If yeah. I, MGM's for sale. Yeah. If I had $6 billion and I bought MGM, tomorrow there'd be a memo saying... MGM in future will never ever offer money to a woman to disrobe on camera again. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and good luck fighting with me about that. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, so, it's just, so me, I'm going to respect women. Now, if you move to abortion, yeah, that's, uh, is, and even there, I'd be looking for the same, how do I do this? The same way. Yeah. So it would, it would be something I'd be willing to absolutely fight with the federal government about and just say, no, this doesn't happen inside the boundaries of, of the state yeah. of Idaho. Right. Like this is now something. It just it just stops. And, and that is and not what, yeah. what happened. And, what and I, would, I would probably go with something like uh, state expulsion as a penalty. Kick you him know, out. Kick him out. Just, if you do abortions here, you get kicked out. You're gone. And yeah. it's not like no, I'm not going to try to kill people. I'm not going to yeah. try to execute people and yeah. have this groundswell of barely emboldened evangelicals. But do you think it's going to lighten it up anymore for you? You're kicking people out of a state because they had an abortion. Oh, you might as well go full-fledged and I do what you go to what's biblical anyway, I right? Guess, uh, I mean, they're not going to they're not going to get any lighter okay. about it. <laughs> the um as far as do what's biblical, what's what's biblical is preach repentance. Yeah. Like what's biblical is preach the gospel and the atonement. But if you're the governor, but, but also, and if I say, "Hey, ladies, do you preach that to, to somebody who just say, been murdering me?" Uh, it really depends on how close I am with them. Um, <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, like, no. if, it, if it's a clear case of murder and somebody shot and killed me, and it's like, well, let's just put so, them out of the state. For example, oh, if, look at the time. If oh. we had a bunch of drug dealers <laughs> slinging meth and people were ODing, yeah, it's like, do I want to hang them or do I want to? Am I w- willing to? Yeah. Ship on, let's em. come back to. This. I'm willing I wanna, to. I want to give you some time. I want to give you some time to yeah. answer this question because I, I really want to know how you deal with. And then this. I'll pivot into nature docs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More cross politic with the wrong Nate Wilson. I mean, with Nate Wilson um, next. <laughs> Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. Don't ruin my train of thought right now. Never, 
It never sounds good. It never. No one likes it. I wonder what our listeners do when that happens. Uh, Whoa! Everybody, they, the regular ones probably just turn it down when the music's coming yeah, up. Here, here comes Gabe. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. If you haven't shared this episode yet, please hit like, share, yes, um, whatever you want to do. Um, send a send a, a tag, send it to Fox News. Ta- <laughs> you know, tag your friends. We're uh, really uh, thankful to have uh, Mr. Mr. Nay Wilson, ND Wilson, hey. on the show with us today. Excited thanks, to be here, guys. Thanks for being here. Um, if you have not um, read ND Wilson. What's wrong with you? Oh my What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's, wrong with you? We, What's we, wrong with you? We doubt your faith. Um, At least I Hello do. Ninja. Hello, yes. <laughs> That's um, true. Yes. yes. From, from Hello Ninja and Blah Blah. Oh. Black, Black Sheep. Black yeah. Sheep. Outlaws of Time 3 is coming out it this is. month. It is. April 17th. Dude, April my 17th? son is just... April 17th. Is this yeah. the last one or is there going to be the last one? Trilogy oh. complete. Oh, you're closing it out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, back in the day, we, we have Lee Pike Ridge. Was that the first one? Yeah. It was. One of my favorites. Um, you have the hundred cupboards, hundred cupboards, yep. everybody trilogy, and then Tilt World came out around that time mm-hmm. with the hundred cupboards. And uh, if you if you don't have yep. a childlike imagination, again, what's wrong with you? But maybe he can woo you with uh, notes from the Tilt World. Also, mm-hmm. Death by Living. Yep. Oh, dude, that was about the same time you uh, Dragon's Tooth came out, right? Yeah, Death by Living. Yep. And uh, and then of course, yeah, the Dragon's Tooth. Dragon Tooth. That was mine. I yeah, that was my son favorite. Which, yeah. which, which, which we're book. still we're yeah. still waiting on the. Final, still waiting on right? part four. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Are you really? I am. Okay. okay yeah. so I won't, I'll With your current publisher? Or, um, well, hey, let's Gabe, just say. Gabe, Gabe. Come on, man. <laughs> I have hope. Let's I just want say details. I, I just say I have I hope. I want details. So, I have hope. Andy Wilson is also a movie maker. If, if you have not seen any of his movies, what's wrong with you? Netflix. Uh, River Thief. It's on Netflix. Is it still on Netflix? It right is. still on Netflix. River Thief. You were also involved in Mercy Rule. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. That's uh, when I first met you. Yeah, back in the day. Um, are there are there any others that we're missing? Movies? That you're, uh, sh- well, documentary of Tilt a Whirl. Collision. Uh, Don't forget Collision. Produced Collision yeah. back okay. in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I've, been, I've been writing. Well, my first novel came out in 2007. That was Lee Pike Ridge. Yeah. Uh, and so novels ever since then with movies in the side, like Collision in 2008 and others, they're all kind of filled in. And then mostly documentaries until river thief and mercy rule yeah. yeah uh but really the last three years it's swung into primarily film and books yeah are, are filling in so it's been a decade of both and they're just kind of switching front okay. burner back burner status. and yeah. latest of course is right in the dance yeah the right in the dance um, and uh, three years in the making but now it's out yeah. i was so happy because i've been waiting patiently like okay i'm not gonna break in <laughs> and watch on the computer I'm gonna wait. <laughs> like, Stay out of I the see, studio. I walk inside of the office. I say, "Ooh, is that the hard drive over there?" <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for resisting all those times. And so, right, right in the dance was a fathom on March 19th. Yeah, March 19th. We were in over 800 theaters Man. nationwide. That's huge, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and actually, we were really excited, and we did well enough. Uh, really grateful for the response. I mean, just. I'm not yeah. used to 100% positive response. Yeah, right. So I feel nervous unless yeah. people are angry. So yeah. when yeah. we just got 100% affirmation, it was like, did we mess up? Like, yeah. does, is this, did we do something wrong? So we have our theatrical encore on April 19th. April tickets, 19th. Tickets so, go on sale April 6th. A yeah. lot of theaters sell out. So yeah. order early after April 6th. You so can find if your you theater. missed yeah. the first showing or if you saw it and you know how awesome it was. Yeah. Uh, you grab your friends take and neighbors. All, and- grab all your friends and uh, tickets go on sale April 6th and the encore is April 19th. It is. How and many theaters? I don't know the final count yet. Okay. Hundreds. I don't okay. know what our final tally is. Uh, the, we'll, the list will be on riotinthedance.com. Will, will they be able to the yeah. punch, punch their zip code mm-hmm. in again and they can find the one that's nearby? Yeah. That was really cool, by the way. We were at we were at friends' houses and I mentioned this on a previous show, but we were on a friend's house and we, at a friend's house uh, across the country, told them about it. They hadn't heard about it. And we said, hey, let's see if it's showing here. And we pulled up the rideinthedance.com, yeah. put the zip code in, and boom, it was showing right there in their hometown. Yeah, it's, it works really well. So, so out we're excited. The, out of all the films you could have made, why would you make a film on creationism? <laughs> well, there's... there's Nature. Has, yeah. Hasn't that well, already been done? There's, I mean, you, there's two things. One make some is, other movies, man. It's not... I, I am, some guns. David, <laughs> I some am. explosions the, and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, some black guys. The, uh, <laughs> Hey, there was one. (laughs) We, uh, we, uh, basically I've been wanting to make, make a nature doc for a very, very long time because nature is Christian. Amen. Like the creation is Christian. And yet we have the church has just conceded that entire zone 
to yeah. materialists. Yeah, to so National we, Geographic. We let materialists who believe that it's all shrapnel and an explosion uh, curate God's natural revelation for us. Right. And that makes no sense to me. Wow. Uh, and so I've, I mean, when I was dating my wife in 2000, I told her I wanted to make a nature documentary. I wanted to start doing this. Mm. And it was important to me to do it, to do it, to do regularly, and also to do it in a way that actually narratively was beautiful and yeah. cinematically was beautiful because you're trying to say this is beautiful and if you say it in an ugly way then you're just falling you, short you were already starting to do this in notes from the tilt world absolutely i, I mean when you made yeah. that the mm-hmm. doc yeah the documentary based on the book see what she was doing the bookumentary i think you <laughs> called it the yeah. bookumentary um, eating a hamburger the, on there, or <laughs> eating a hot, hot dog, dog. Hot dog. Yeah, they were yeah. already sort of like you were already doing that you're already looking yeah, at the nature of it. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. the goodness of creation and it's also kind of funny because in a weird you know dark providence kind of way if you read the book of Job, it's it's a grief counseling manual, right? Mm. That's what it is. Mm. Yes. So when you sort of. when you, when you go through what what it should be, right? So the, ding 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 ding. So the book of Job should be where we go to for like how to handle grief counseling or how people navigating trials should you know should navigate them. Job went through something much harder than I did when I had a brain tumor, but what God tells Job is go to nature. Right. Like when Job mm. is broken, he's lost everything. God says, look at these animals. That's true. Check out these animals. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's, that how is, does, how does that apply? How, how does, does it apply right sorrow? now? Have you yeah. noticed how the ostriches my take kids, care of their yeah. eggs? My kids, my kids died. I lost everything. My yeah. friends are, have turned on me. My wife is saying, curse God and die. And God says, check out the animals. Yeah. Wow. I had a brain tumor and I was buried in natural revelation at the time. I was like ear deep in all this footage yeah pun intended (laughs) i was i was all i was just buried in terabytes of nature footage yeah and i had to go through the weaver bird and go through these giant millipedes and go through this warthogs and these leopards and and watch all of it and really stare at the puma and it was like it was an amazing natural revelation study in that context so yeah connect the dots so so what what's the I have thoughts on it, but yeah. I, I want to hear you explain. I would say what, that initially when I was planning Riot in the Dance, it was going to be far more informational than it was going to be worshipful. Mm. And, you know, it's it would have had uh, worshipful pieces through it, mm. but it was the plan was in my head, it was like, I'm going to own these things. This is about Christians taking dominion. This is about introducing Christians to the revelation God's given them, to God's artistry, to this world that we're supposed to be ruling over. And then going through and writing all the narration. I wrote all the narration right after brain surgery. So <laughs> really? Yeah. So I like, came like out weeks of, after like two weeks after. Wow. So two weeks after brain surgery, I started writing the narration. Wow. And when I was coming to my final cut, the cut that we were going to be working narration on and I was writing those pieces, it was a very, I was coming from a very different place. You know, I was coming from a different right. place. I was seeing it differently than I would have if I was just trying to find fun facts, right. you know, like, what are fun facts? Facts are facts. And I'm just not going to talk about billions of years. Yep. But it turned into something. When you, when you look at Job even later, uh, I think it's in chapter 12, where he says, ask the beasts and they will teach you. Yeah. And it's like, teach, teach you what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, teach you about God. Teach you about your father. Like, this reveals the personality of God. And Give me an example of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, when you look at... And you see God bragging on lions eating. Uh, one of the biggest things that pops out in Job is when God brags about taking pleasure in the cries of the young of the raven all day long. Mm. You're like, we would find that so annoying. <laughs> You're like, the raven's young, and he re- and he refers to it as prayer. It's like the pr- like it's they're crying out to God. The the raven's young crying out to God all day long, mm. and that he cares for them, that he feeds the lion, that he does these things, and that he puts meticulous artistry in all of it. It is, I mean, the, the face of a puma, when you really just stare at it, it's insanely beautiful. And the symmetry and the artistic creativity that's involved there. I feel like that's really is, stuck with you because there's a big, there's a really cool image of a puma. Uh-huh. You guys got a great facial shot of a puma. Yeah, and, the, and that's the narration. And that, that talk really about objective yeah. beauty. Like, yeah. how can you look at this and say there's no objective beauty? Yeah. So why does somebody in grief or in hardship need to know about God's meticulous artistry? Because we're part of it. Because God cares. Because my tumor was part of it. Yeah. Right. Because what I was going through was meticulously done, meticulously crafted. Right. Um, the whole thing. So when you watch God feeding the ravens and caring for the young of the ravens, you know, 
not one sparrow falls. Mm -hmm. It's like when you watch God's care in the natural world and his meticulous artistry in the natural world. And also how much he plays rough. I mean, he plays rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see that and you're going through it. You know that he plays rough. Yeah. You know? he, he plays with the Leviathan. Absolutely. And 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 I and that's that's amazing. I, a le- I, what? The Levi- <laughs> Leviathan. It's a dragon. I, I don't know Leviathan. He plays with dragons. But 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 I think you're absolutely right. And what he's doing also is he's he's inviting Job to to play with him. Absolutely. He's, he's saying, mm. "Come on, to come, love lo- to, love uh, what in, I've made." Yeah. Um it mm. can you know, he, it, all this I mean so often the book of Job is spun as this um just this big cosmic smackdown of Job. Yeah. Just shut up, man. Be quiet. And Job is, you know, he is getting humbled in a certain way, mm-hmm. but he's also being invited into that dance. Into dominion. He's getting invited. Yeah, out. exactly. And so, and into dominion and appreciation. So when I, I was out touching cobras and kicking sharks and doing yeah, all sorts of things. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. So <laughs> all those things, uh, that dominion mattered to me, like that we could mm. do this kind of thing. But then after the fact, realizing I had been walked through an extended natural revelation study. Mm. For two years, we'd yeah. been filming, and then got dropped into uh, got dropped into a trial, and did all the post production. Did like wrote all the narration on the other side of the trial. So there was all this preparatory work, right? And then now there's a brain tumor. <laughs> yeah. Here's the test, and then yeah. here's yeah. and now let's write some narration. Yeah. For yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the um, the fact that God reveals His art and His words and His personality and creation is something we overlook a lot. Right. The scriptures matter a lot, obviously. We should all be in the in the word. But that's not the only place where he put his words. And okay. it's his way the natural revelation around us is revelatory of him. And I feel like Christians are a bunch of people with the last name of Disney standing in Disneyland and not looking around. Yeah. Like they inherited the whole place. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And they're scared right. of people in Disneyland who are saying, I don't believe in Disney. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like, would you be at all worried? Like if if your last name was Disney, you'd inherited the empire, yeah. and somebody in Disneyland is denying the existence of Disneyland. You would not right. be yes. threatened yeah. by that, yeah. Yeah. and yet we are. Yeah. And so to get out there in this Disneyland and realize that our Father made all of it, and all of it is ours, and yeah. all of it tells us about Him, uh, is amazingly inspiring and liberating. So, and that was really the goal for the final product. So the scarier side of of nature. I remember when you were managing editor of Credent Agenda mm-hmm. and one of the covers of of one of the magazines was I think it was a wolf or a coyote, coyote. that had got tried to go through a fence or tried to jump over a fence and then got stuck. It got caught as it jumped over and then got stuck and died. Or shot by a farmer and hung on the as a deterrent. A couple years later, uh, me and my wife were living out on on, on the farm out in Eden mm-hmm. Road. You remember that? And I saw I found a baby deer that tried to get through a pig fence and got stuck and died. Yeah. Um, same same kind of concept where it's just like no one's around and then yeah. God left this animal there. Yep. You know, that was God's narrative. I thought you for were trying that to baby. encourage and God, that baby. So God is not scared of death. It's yeah, like we right. are scared of death because right. we're scared of, we're caterpillars scared of turning into butterflies. Right. God is not scared of that transition mm. at all. And yep. why would he be? And so what we want to do is we kind of want to sentimentalize kind of mm-hmm. God's narrative, his creation. And that's why a lot of our documentaries on this subject kind of fall short because we're trying yeah. to paint a clean and pretty and cute little picture. But what God is doing is something far more dangerous. Is that, Absolutely. Is that, that's the riot side. Yes. Yeah. The, the riot. So the, the riot is, you know, the fall, the curse, creation groaning. Yeah. Uh, for the resurrection and death, you know, nature red in tooth and claw and the ugliness of the elephant seals on the beach. Right. Which, the, which you guys we draw cover. out in the right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like. Talk right. about an ugly moment in the oh, film. Wow. And, and you know yeah. what? We actually, that's so PG. You tamed it. Uh, we yeah. I just yeah. we went over that and over that and over that work because I wanted to tell the truth about them. Yeah. Because it it's like a bloody orgy. On, yes. With those, it is like yeah. a Hell's Angel yeah. rally. Yeah, that just goes and goes and goes, and right. there's sharks right offshore waiting to eat them. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a gnarly setup, yeah. and you have these massive, snotty, bigger than buffalo, wriggling Star Wars creatures, <laughs> Jabba the Huts, and it's just yeah. it's awful. Wow. And so we wanted to tell the truth about them completely. So when you look at something God's created and something He's doing, you want to tell the truth about it. Yeah. Right. So it was really easy to just put the William Tell overture over it and make it funny. Yeah, because these animals are funny. Yeah, they're objectively yeah. funny. Yeah. These giant slugs chest thumping each other and their snotty yeah. noses That's going hilarious. everywhere. Yeah. It's funny. 
But at the same time, Whoa. was Dane kind of getting up there and getting the shot real good? <laughs> yes. But then Dane, uh, go out there, man. We'll watch him back here. Yeah. But then also you have uh, on the flip side, you've got this bleakness, right? Yeah. You've got the beach masters and the harems, and yep. you've got the you know the the other cows killing the young of another cow and rejecting right. them, and you've got seagulls feeding on the babies and stuff. It's bleak. It's not wow. just funny. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. segment, I worked on that segment probably more than any other wow. because I was trying to navigate the truth of it. There's both riot and dance. There's sorrow and humor in the same animals, in the same life cycle. So how do we do so did, both? Did and so we did. Of, I was really happy with how it worked. Yeah. Did you kind of find yourself thinking a little bit, man, I need to tame this scene a little bit because I don't want it to be too graphic for absolutely. our audience? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And How do you so think we, through that? Because it's like, that God did that. That's God's right. story. But, but I'm still, I'm, I'm not going, he did it and yeah. it's, and it's not wrong that he did, Yeah. but it is, it, it's within his cosmic plan, but it is part of the curse and it's something that will not be that way in the resurrection. Right. It's, it's creation groaning. And so, and you're, so ta- you're still and taming it. You're taking, taking dominion, you're taking dominion yeah. in how you right. tell the story. So we about told it. the truth about yeah. it. We're telling the truth about that. It's dark and it's scary, but we're not getting into the graphic details of exactly how it plays out. Yeah. Mm. And cause we don't need to, because do you know what's, what is dangerous to all of us is the knowledge of good and evil, mm, right? Yeah. Knowledge of good and evil too young or beyond your depth is dangerous. And so right. we want families to be able to watch this and kids right. to learn, which means they're going to be like, oh man, those elephant seals are sad and also hilarious as it right, pivots right, right, into, right. you know, it's like, <laughs> go, you know, go back to your point about knowledge and good and evil. You're yeah. basically saying um, kind of, like, it's back, back to the garden where God said, you know, to Adam and Eve, you aren't ready for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Absolutely. Is that, is that kind of where you're uh-huh. getting at when you say And neither are my kids. Yeah, right. And neither am I. And neither we are so, so, some, right. So whenever yeah. Christians plead realism, so if you're moving to na- narrative features and yeah. they say, well, we have to do this really awful scene because it's what really happened. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the knowledge of good and evil is dangerous. It doesn't matter that it's real. Yeah. It's like, I am not capable. I'm not angelic. I'm not Christ. I am not right. God the Father. Yeah. I am not a capable recept- receptacle of receiving this level of knowledge of evil right. yeah. and surviving. I right. don't, it's going to corrupt me. I can't handle it. Right. And so we shouldn't do it. Realism is not an excuse to put everything that really happened into a movie. Right. So in this case, we're a long way away from narrative features and we want eight year olds to be able to watch this and say, Oh, that's sad how they live. And aren't they funny? Yeah. And that's hilarious. Look at them fighting. That's hilarious. Yeah. And that's, so that's what we did. The riot and the dance Coming back to theaters on April 19th. Get your tickets. And uh, we'll do it starting, right now. starting oh, April 6th. April 6th. Yeah, yeah. 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 not right now. April 6th. <laughs> okay. Right in the reminder. Right in the dance.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right More yeah. with Nate Wilson when we come back on Cross Politics. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Professed unbelievers like to stump Christians with the question, can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? Well, no. No, he can't. There are things that God cannot do. He cannot lie. He cannot change. And he can't contradict himself, to name but a few. Of course, then the professed unbeliever will say, if God can't do those things, then he isn't all-powerful. What they refuse to realize is that those things are not powers. They are weaknesses. To make a rock so big that it can't be lifted would be a logical contradiction. That would be a weakness, not a power, and is therefore something that God cannot do. Of course, they'll likely insist that in order to be omnipotent, God must be able to do the logically impossible. Then I say, okay, fine. A God who can do the logically impossible can, in fact, make a rock so big that he can't lift it. To which they say, aha, then there's something that your God can't do. He can't lift that rock. And I answer, no, a God who can do the logically impossible can lift a rock he can't lift. And the absurdity of their demand is exposed. When we defend our faith, stick to the true nature and character of God, and you can answer anyone. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Did you get me a shirt? I do. I'm wearing one. Wearing a yeah. shirt. You can have a shirt. Awesome. Cross politics. Thank you. Welcome back to Cross Politics, y'all. Good to see ya. Share the show. Like it. 
Yes. Comment on it. Drop your questions. Send it to the Chicago Tribune. Tag your friends. (laughs) We're grateful to have Mr. Indy Wilson with us, Nate Wilson, in the studio. We're excited about writing the dance, coming back into the theaters April 19th. Get you some tickets. Um, So we were talking about narrative. Yeah. And um, and I want to bring us back around to um, the conversation we started with. Sure. Um, uh, mm. The narrative and fighting um, culture war, mm-hmm. um, and specifically um, the the discussion about um, abortion. Um, you were talking at the end of the first segment, and we and we just and Chuck just started playing. Rudely, start playing his music. I, I, like, I have to. I run the clock. Like guys. he does. Like he does. Just interrupted you. I just like having power over white guys. Um, That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the truth, the truth comes out. Truth there comes we out. go. Hit me up on Twitter. I don't mind. Is this about reparations? <laughs> I'm never going. Well, if Nate's governor, I'm gonna get some. <laughs> so I gotta be some, nice to that man. Says something about 40 acres. 41. Oh, because right. he don't have no mules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what I want to get back to though is, so I really appreciated the point you were making, and I think this is something that is really crucial. And we said this on Monday night, and I think this is this is good. Um. But which is that um recognizing that. What we, what we, the place that we are in is we are in deep, deep sin. Yeah. As a culture. Yeah. And the only way out of deep, deep sin is repentance. Yes. It's, it's the gospel and it's changed hearts. Um, and, and we, and I think that's really, really important and we need to not lose sight of that. And at the same time, what, and, my, and this is a question I'm working up to is at the same time, um, we are responsible, um, to work for justice. Sure. At the same time. And we, and we know ultimately we're not going to be ultimately successful with efforts at justice if God doesn't change our hearts. Sure. But, but talk a little bit more about how do Christians, um, uh, work for justice when we have, you know, um, 3,000 little babies being murdered every day in our land only? How do we work for justice, um, in a bold way, in a courageous way? While recognizing that we ha- obviously the gospel has to be at the center of it, and changed hearts is really what we're gonna is, is what's gonna change the lay of the land. But how do we do both of those things and not let either one of them um, fall? fall? Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it really does. But to recontextualize, and I'm asking this to, of you because you're a storyteller, <laughs> and I, and I really do. I want to <laughs> think about this like a like yeah. How do we think about ourselves in this story? Yeah, right. I would say that there. While well, I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, that option does not exist for Christian Reformation. There is no the, the ring in the there Mount is Doom. no moonshot. There is no moonshot where oh, if only we could get this bill passed, everything's better. <laughs> right, yeah, right. that right. doesn't yeah. exist because moonshots only exist in a world where you're trying to smash something. You can you can well, you can well, break well, a window with one rock, but you can't make a window with one move. But there's you know, such like things as Hail Marys. Uh, yes, there are, and they're Catholic, Gabe, and you should turn oh, it on. No, no, I was talking football. <laughs> you, should say, on me. you should say a few more. Well, the moonshot yeah. moon yeah. was the death and resurrection of Jesus. Exactly. So but even at, that, the, at the yeah. death and resurrection of Jesus, sin, death, the devil got killed. Right. And now what, what really matters is that uh, for Christians need to understand what winning looks like. Right. So what does winning look like? And when I look at the state of Idaho and I look at the United States of America and I look at the Western Hemisphere and then Europe and everything else, what does winning look like? It does not look like the end of abortion. Mm-hmm. The end of human abortion is not the goal. It's not winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what winning is, is turning to the Lord Jesus Christ, both as individuals, communities, cultures, states, yeah. nations. Amen. And as a consequence of that, human abortion would be over. Yeah. Right. And it would stick. Where if right. you successfully got a moonshot bill through and you don't have repentance, and you yeah. don't have revival, the first thing that happens is it gets overturned and it turns out you're playing ping pong and you're fighting in the wrong zone. You're in the wrong fight. Now, this is not to say that I, I, I'm, I don't want to distance myself from politics because people need to work. Like We need to be pursuing righteousness and justice. Mm-hmm. But repentance, reformation, and revival is winning. And, that, and it has the consequence of the other one. The, if, if we say... If we all repented, there would be no human abortion. Therefore, we got to focus on ending human abortion, and it will, you know, it'll get the other. It's like we're affirming the consequent. It's fallacious. It doesn't work that way. Is there so, is there a way though? Um, is there a way to run both plays? Yes. Like, uh, so I mean, it, it seems like, and I think I think all along that that's been that's been our goal, 
And so anybody that's listened to this show much at all would rec- recognize that we spend just as much time, if not more, far more time on, about on repentance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Far and, more, yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's the, that's the, Which dr- is just, this the is, if you want to, if you want to ask us what winning is, you want to ask me what winning is, is loving my wife. Right. Raising my kids to love right. Jesus. Uh huh. Right. No, I know we're <laughs> raising, all raising faithful children. And, and, and at yeah. the same time, I guess what I what I what we've also seen is that there can be um, a lack of specificity in terms of so do we just sit here and wait for the consequent to happen, or um, do we begin to exert? Um, do we call our leaders to repentance? Do we call senators to repentance and governors to repentance and say you're responsible now before God to protect little ones in this state? Sure. And and we do it in the name of Jesus. We, we're not just saying, you know, uh, politics is going to save us or this bill is going to save us, but we're repenting and we want you to repent with us. And we want you to repent in part by passing laws to protect the unborn and, and, and play chicken with the feds. I, I am totally with you there, but I do think like passing laws and, and trying to enforce laws, there's a, there are ways in which Idaho and the entire United States is completely 100% complicit. Just like the North was complicit in the slave trade and then yeah. got to get up on their high horse about it towards yeah, the South. Right. right. Yeah. It's like, we're going to, you know, burn Atlanta now because of all those slaves we sold you. That we fed to you. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, we, I don't want to see us do the same thing again, yeah. where what we end up doing is being all the, the guys, the Pharisees gathered around the adulteress saying, we could totally hit her with stones. She yeah. deserves it. Yeah. There was due process. We've got witnesses. And yet, Every one of the guys signing the petitions for that bill is, you know, to use a rather crude term, jerking off to porn. Yeah, Every one right, of those guys yeah. is deteriorating, right, right. The, like their They've own marriages, adultery in their hearts. They, or they are, but yeah, not yeah. only that, they're they are participating in the same promiscuity culturally yeah, absolutely. that has resulted in this murder. Yeah, they're 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 the ones who have they're the ones who are at fault for this happening right, because right. the cult is not acting like they should. So, right? did the apostle Paul, for example, who was a murderer? Did he turn around immediately as soon as he had repented? Yeah. Did he turn around immediately and try to get everybody who was one of his accomplices executed? Yeah, no, 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 no of course no. not. Right. But, no. I, so, but I would like to submit and that's that. And I think that's where we are. But he no, I, no, no, I think we're way further down the road than the Apostle Paul. I think that we're that, post That's mill. a big statement, We're David. post mill. Has <laughs> nothing happened in 2000 years? Let the record show David's way, way ahead of the Apostle no, Paul. <laughs> no, I'm saying that we are standing and eating tree, eating food from a tree that he has planted. And because we're post mill, there are some things that are in place that he never had. I think we're we're <laughs> sitting we're sitting in the pig pen eating food we shouldn't be eating because yeah. there is a tree he planted over there that we're not eating from. Yeah. I, so I, just a riff on the metaphor. So I think <laughs> we're, we're, we're mixing metaphors. Yeah. Take the car and the cow you think you just and the barn my metaphor off the cliff. <laughs> and the free milk. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I really do believe that the most important thing for everyone to do is what you described. Be a faithful husband, be a yeah, faithful yeah. father. Absolutely. Yeah. That is winning. Yes. And have yeah. a next generation that is, and have neighbors that are, and yeah. call on every woman who's had an abortion to participate in the execution that has already happened, to be yeah. executed in Christ. So, right. so and it's like, and when we're there, when we've gotten there, we're not going to have to worry about the legislative part, but we should be pushing for it. But I think this is why I would not be pushing for that execution is because I don't want to see massive virtue signaling hypocrisy from the yeah. conservative right, right like we've seen before yeah. and like we saw with the north after the civil war it's like yeah. where you, this is you, why this is actually why one of the things i've i've said when as i've thought about I've, we've talked about this post monday night was i think if if this i'm gonna play the if game sure but just one if <laughs> idaho recriminalized abortion right i would want the immediate thing to be amnesty for everything everyone sure that's up to that point sure well that's would, it'd be unconstitutional actually otherwise right. ex yeah. post facto but, but, but i think unbiblical and, and, and then what i would yeah. wa- what i would want us to work for would be some kind of um um gradual or graduated enforcement so that we'd have years walk it out over where, where we, we would say something. we're going to be educating people and so on and um and maybe there's you know fines maybe there's exile um for a time um but but I think that that would be in keeping with your point, though, in, in terms of saying, look, um, what what we uh, we don't want to be uh, we we want there to be protection of life here, sure. But we also don't want to be throwing the stones when we've been complicit in this, right? And I think the entire state of Idaho and every other state has been radically complicit, absolutely. Yeah. And to try to start penalizing it on a quick flip 
as guys yeah, but that's, yeah. that's not, is I don't what, think that's what just as a side though. note is what hypocritical guys have always done yeah, yeah right is like participate in it and then shun the woman with the baby no participate in it then force the abortion right. yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, to yeah. participate in it for decades yeah send you know hopefully not a century by the time yeah. we overturn it but yeah. up to a century so yeah. by, by watching porn by being that, that Be, being unfaithful that husband who not or, right. yeah by yeah, basically, right. by be, by suckling on the teat of the right. same infidelity yeah, and right. promiscuity that everybody that else. That we have, a home, that we have yeah. a home problem first. We have some exactly. some house things yeah. we need Judgment to fix. Judgment begins in the house there of God. There is no All doubt that. about yeah. that. Yeah. I, and I think that that's one of our first. That's our first place that we plant our flag at. Yeah. How can we expect the pagans? Right. right. So yeah, we're doing the exact same thing they're doing. We we're under judgment because of what we're doing in right. our own houses. Right. And I see yeah. what I what I want to see is uh, a culture where all of our Rahabs. Yeah. Are the mothers of faithful children? Amen. All of our whores, yeah. all all of them are, yeah. And and that's not like, hey, Rahab, don't do it again, or we'll kill you. Yeah, I'd rather I want to see them participate in the execution that has happened and is sufficient. It's like they all deserve to die, as do we all. Yeah, yeah. and all of us will. And when all of us die, none of us will be able to say, I didn't deserve this. I deserve to live forever. No, of course not. All of us deserve to die for our sins. Why is this the only subject? Why is it when we're dealing with abortion, this is the only time everybody gets a little soft to me around here? You know what I mean? It's, a little soft it's, here it's, in Moscow? No, no. I mean, with this with like, this conversation, like when it comes to right now, if I go and shot somebody and killed them, it's like that was first degree murder. We, right. You know, it's like, hey, we all deserve murder. It's like, no, you kill somebody, you need to have a trial. And you need to be executed, or you need to be let go, depending on what the situation was. Why is it that? Why is it so? So let's hard let's put people? it this way. Yeah, it's more like if we had a law that said it's legal for you to duel, dueling's legal, and you can go kill somebody as long as you invite them first, and 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 that just goes. And I was uh, saying, what Bible verse is that? And then we've done it. No, but he's saying, he's saying that becomes... This is a what if. That becomes commonplace. That's like it's, commonplace. Because it was. Because right, it was right, commonplace right, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not outrageous. Hatchers and McCoys. Yeah. yeah. And so it's... But where it becomes a place where you can just challenge a guy and like, we're going to go fight to the death and that's right. legal. Yeah, yeah. And both guys can plead self-defense because the other guy's trying to kill him. Right, right, They right. both walked out there. They both draw. I'm following you. You know, it's like, so if that's legal and you're really good at it yeah. and so you're killing people... And our whole culture is built around it, perpetuating it, and everything else is happening. It. And then you're like, you know, we should stop this. Yes, we should stop it. And do we stop it by saying everybody who does this right now, who's believed the lie that this is moral and ethical and fine, everybody or does even this. honorable. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get the genteel thing going. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Everybody right after here, we're going to hang you high. Yeah. Like, no, there's a cultural complicity where I think we can't pick up stones yet. Did so, you? I, well, I, I don't think that that's what. The why was point, why was the first century church so soft on Paul? He was a murderer. Yeah, but I, but I think the whole point is to say I think that our culture is we're moving this way. I think the gospel is actually having some effect in some way. I think there's a, a, a resurgence. I think there's a revival that's happening where people are seeing this. Right. And we're starting to say, you know what? We don't want this, and so we're saying, look, this is what we want. This is where we want to go. This is what we believe, we're, and we're planting our flags there. And we're not saying that. Okay, look, if Ohio says, if Ohio right now they're they're looking to plan um they have there's two states you have oklahoma yeah. with dan fisher um ohio. And, the, and ohio and, and kentucky Kentucky's and kentucky too right yeah, yeah. and so if they pass the law they're they're they may be they might be further along in this conversation than some other states sure and they and they passed the law that says like toby said look we consider it criminal to have an abortion we're going to try it based on any other case laws and then over a period of time there's a grace period we'll look at the case and then at, at this point then they'll it, they'll lose immediately yeah. They will lose immediately. If they try to fight there, they will lose. And so what I want to see is I want to see abortion illegal because yeah. I do want to push for justice at the same time. Yeah. But I know that if I want to see it legal again in a heartbeat, all I have to be is draconian. Yeah. The instant right. I'm draconian, we're done. Yeah. yeah. And when you see through the Old Testament, you see kings praised for expulsions and exile. But you don't think there's a resurgence? You don't think it's a resurgence? You don't think that it's coming from the ground, that it's coming from Christians who are actually repented and saying, we don't want this anymore? The, fa no. the fact that it's getting to the, the state fact level. The getting to that level? No. Okay. No, so, I don't. I think can, it's... Can I ask the question this I actually... Way? I can answer yeah, real quickly. Yeah, I ahead. think it actually is getting to that level because of the weird disproportionate value we give social media right now and very small groups of people can be very, very noisy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so there's a disproportionate impact from 15 people on Twitter and you can you can cow politicians and people into pushing things. That they but how, but how would you... How, apart from It that, won't sustain. So so let me let me ask the question this way. I feel like maybe kind of the, an illustration that might be helpful in all this is we're dealing with um uh, a 17-year-old who is rebellious and we can't spank anymore. We can't um implement some of the 
penalties. They're more like a thirty-seven year old. Yeah, thirty-seven year old. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, thirty-seven year old who we can't just bring home and scold, spank. You know, discipline yeah. that way. And that's kind of a little bit where our culture's at. Is is we we see we identify that our thirty-seven year old is acting up and it's awful and all this abortion, um, immorality, um, Obergefell, transgender, all this stuff is going on, and we have to figure out how to at the same time preach the gospel to that person. But and and then figure out okay what penalties or how we can, um, what civil aspects can we surround this situation? How can we restrain evil? Yeah, sure. In in this, you know, so I feel like um, the gospel, amen, and all that. And and if I was running for office or or if I was Dan Foreman, you know, how would I be proceeding, knowing that gospel needs to lead this? And at the same time, I'm the civil magistrate at some level called to try to do something about it. Well, the first thing is you cannot get evil men to restrain evil. Can't be done. Yeah. yeah, we're seeing that. Right. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> that's yeah. that's being right? pretty obvious right they, now. They, yeah. It can't be done. Yeah. So the first thing you need to do is have no evil men. Yeah. yeah. If you want evil restrained, you gotta get you gotta get good, righteous men who yeah. can actually do it. From every every single county prosecutor, every single cop, yeah. every single sheriff, the governor, like in order for it to stick, you would need that. If you if you scare some weak men or evil men into taking a stand. They're going to be a lot more scared in a minute yeah. when they take that stand. Yeah. And they're ha- going to fold the other direction. But haven't we seen godly men raise into positions inside of Wiccan governments that have been very um, blessed and have, have had fruitful um, uh, careers as politicians in the Bible? Like, that's not... Every, yeah, every now and then, every 400, yeah. every 400 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Nate! It's, it's, God, it's, God been is patient. About, it's been about 400 it years. It has been about 400 <laughs> years. Are so, we there now? <laughs> no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So... As far as it goes, I want the end of human abortion, but more than that, I want a faithful and absolutely, you know, God-worshipping, God-honoring state. Absolutely. And I want to restrain the evil. And there's lots of ways, lots of fights where you have lots of fights. We should be fighting about uh, doctor and mom. We should be about those laws. Like, it's just a decision between the mother and the doctor. We should be fighting about abortion without notification of the parents of the girl. Yeah. We should be fighting about everything. Adultery. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, no fault divorce. There's, yeah, absolutely. There's, right, right. Yeah. there's all sorts of things. Yeah. So and I want yet, to push this into the weeds one more before sure, we go. Here. But I'm, I'm going to go throw ahead. it at you. Yep. Last thing is under Roman law, Paul and also, you know, all the laws, yeah. both you know, in, terms, in terms of Israel, but also Rome, Paul should have been executed and could have been executed for what he even had after been. becoming a Christian. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like yep. he could have, as should every one of his compadres. Yep. Absolutely. That's right. And, no one called for that. He did not call for that. Yep. It's like it wasn't. That's not what happened. Yeah. So, it's so not how it played out. One more push for the practical, yeah. you know, politician. Um, their state senator and their tr- how should they proceed um, in this fallen society with all these evil men? Um, how should they be proceeding and thinking about their role in in uh, Boise? Uh, I would say that they should stand in every single piece of legislation. Uh, with scripture they should stop trying to steal people's money they should be 100 percent not thieves anymore they should stop but incrementally like, though because they stop, just take a little less than you did before no i would i would just be like <laughs> stop stealing well <laughs> you but, can't say that and say well stop murder too and, oh, but, but then don't i know i can but i would say do we but we do we hang the thieves yeah well no we make them pay full restitution five times what they stole but, but you see what i'm you see what you i'm see getting what, to is like if we just say if one guy's like Hey, I want to stop stealing, and like you might have some leverage there, and there was, so there is some increment there. Or you want to say, I want to stop stealing, and I want to totally like absolve all of our prisons, and I want work camps, and I want people to pay. We'll get there. Five to, then you you lose instantly as soon as you go. Then this that's and the then end that's goal. the that's if, the end if, goal. If, if 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 as soon as you have, have problem, the, I don't have a problem staying what the end goal is. We'll get there as hearts are turned more towards the Lord. But again, this is part of the wisest serpents thing. If you want to move that direction at all. Yeah. You have to win. So every, then don't in, show in your fo- cards, though? A, yeah. And in a football game, <laughs> I mean, it's like, and in a football game, you want to, like, you have to move the ball down the field. And if you get so hung up on, I have to be in the end zone, I have to be in the end zone, I have to be in the end you're zone, gonna you, miss. you're not going to get a first down. Yeah. You're not going to even move. Yeah. And then even worse, if you say, dude, man, these defensive linemen are just steamrolling our offensive linemen. What if we say we're playing baseball? What if we were playing baseball? What if everybody was a Christian? What if everybody would back up this legislation? So, so here's a, and it's like I, that does that does even last. You're basically walking out the incrementalism argument. Um, you know, right. the football game, right? I would just say um, winning. 
Yeah. Uh, the argument for winning. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and so I don't have a problem with incrementalism at all, but I've kind of lost faith in a lot of people that are trying to um, drive that play Whatever. because, for example, like a lot of Idaho Right to Life, a lot of these Right to Life organizations um, have kind of become incrementalists for incrementalist's sake to keep their ministries well, yeah, and their fundraising exactly. alive. Like I, I've kind of lost faith in that. I, I believe in the incremental play, but I've lost faith in a lot of people. It's, who one, it's one thing to be getting the first downs, first downs, first downs. Right. It's another It's another thing to have somebody on your team saying, only take one yard. Oh, I get that. Only, oh, yeah. only take two yards. Oh, 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 just fall down right there. Yeah. Neil. And I think, oh. I, think, I think we do have some of that going <laughs> on. But Neil. let me just say that if you want to guarantee those people will be in charge of the movement, start saying touchdowns every play and only touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's like, right. That's and it's like, I, then I guess what? That. That's a good The point. people who want to kneel yeah. are going to keep running the movement. That's fair. It's yeah. like that's, yeah. and you won't have a, you yeah. won't have a voice. Now I'm not, I, I totally, you said you don't have faith in people. No, who, and, and I've lost <laughs> faith in the, in the leaders of the incremental right. movement. And I would just say, I've never had faith in people. Yeah. Because like, I just, I that's don't, right. I yeah, don't have faith right. in them. Yeah. They didn't have my faith to lose in the first place. Right, right. Money drives them. But power to, drives but them. But a seat trust, at the table. I have to trust who I'm voting for. Uh, I, I have don't. to trust. <laughs> but that's Uh-oh. but that's one of my gauges. Yeah, I don't uh, trust anybody I've voted for in the recent past. Yeah. yeah. I voted I vote presidential elections. I voted for Dave Barry, the comedian, yes. four straight presidential elections. You should vote for me. And I don't trust him <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey y'all, Indy Wilson, uh Nate, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming, man. Um, Thank you the guys. Dance. Really appreciate it. Right in the dance, April 19th. Ticket sales April 6th. Get your tickets. Go support it because we want Christians yes. taking dominion um, of this is our world. That's right. This is this is our father's world. He owns this place, and we uh, want touchdowns. And, <laughs> and show and show the world how you, you vote want a with touchdown your money. right now. Come every on, damn play. Every <laughs> damn play. <laughs> Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors, yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. You all you want a touchdown in that theater right now? That's what you do. Every Come play. On now, every play, baby. <laughs> That, I, that's a really that's a really helpful discussion. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm in this at all, but at no, all. because I'm I'm torn between like the end goal. And-